This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, March 28th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. President Trump signs measure killing the Bureau of Land Management planning change. NCBA wants spotlight on beef at Trump meeting with Chinese president and House Ag digging into grain and soybean issues. The Obama administration's attempt to overhaul the Bureau of Land Management's land use planning process is now history. President Trump yesterday signed a congressional resolution striking down the BLM's planning 2.0 rule, which sought to broaden input into the agency's land use decisions. Trump described the rule as a, quote, federal power grab. Ranchers joined the energy interest to argue that the rule would weaken the influence of regional and local officials. Western lawmakers pushed hard for the bill, which cleared the House easily, but only passed the Senate with a three-vote margin. Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski said that the bill, which reinstates the status quo before the rule was published, would return decision-making authority to the states. But Sportsmen for Responsible Energy Development, a coalition led by Trout Unlimited, the National Wildlife Federation, and the Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership, said in a tweet that the rule's demise weakens the public voice and downplays consideration of wildlife and other resources. The rule, quote, would have caused a wholesale shift in management focus at BLM by prioritizing social and environmental change over ensuring the multiple use of public lands. According to Ethan Lane, he directs the federal lands policy for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. NCBA is starting its annual legislative conference in Washington today. In the meantime, NCBA wants the spotlight on beef at Trump's meeting with the Chinese president. When Chinese President Xi Jinping comes to the U.S. next month, NCBA, the U.S. Meat Export Federation, and the North American Meat Institute are hoping Trump will press the issue of getting China to lift its ban on U.S. beef. Leaders of all three groups signed on to a letter to Trump asking him to resolve the issue. It's been about six months since China announced that it would lift a 14-year-old ban that was put in place after the first case of mad cow disease was discovered in the U.S. NCBA has called the announcement a good first step, but the group continues to press governments to negotiate specific terms to allow trade to resume. The group said in the letter, We believe that access to the large and growing Chinese beef market is essential to the future health of the U.S. beef industry. We understand that you have many important issues to discuss with President Xi, but we strongly encourage you to take this important opportunity to convey the urgent need for China to reopen its market for U.S. beef. House Ag, digging into grain and soybean issues. The Agriculture Risk Coverage Program will be a major topic of discussion during a hearing in the House today on Farm Bill programs for grain and for oilseeds. House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway of Texas tells AgriPulse that lawmakers need to understand complaints about county payment disparities under ARC. A corn grower will tell lawmakers that producers in one county can get large ARC payments while farmers in a neighboring county get nothing at all. Corn growers also don't think that the 86% coverage level and 10% payment zone in ARC fit today's lower price environment. The subcommittee also will hear from producers of soybeans, wheat, barley, and sorghum. USDA report. Land-grant university research is worth the investment. 
USDA's National Institute of Food and Agriculture, NIFA, released a study yesterday showing the value of research done at the 112 institutions across the country. The 147-page report concludes that capacity funding for land-grant universities pays dividends in agronomy, animal science, livestock, fisheries, and aquaculture. NIFA Director Sonny Ramsaway said it's no accident that agriculture is a high-performing sector of the U.S. economy. It's the result of decades of research and development. This report shows the importance of federal investments to our nation's land-grant university system. Representative Tim Waltz to run for governor of Minnesota. The Democrat representing the 1st District of Minnesota will leave his seat in Congress up for grabs as he runs to be the state's next governor in 2018. That according to a report today by the Post Bulletin. Waltz, a member of the House Agriculture Committee, said in the article that he doesn't expect a Republican to win his seat in Congress. Midterm elections are often referendums on the party in the White House, and Donald Trump's 40% approval rating could well drag on any Republican running in the first, he said. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, March 28th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.